Hello people and welcome to Pro Masterclass. My name is Tola T.A. Alabi and um, today's class is going to be like a follow-up to um, a question I answered um, earlier and um, for those who have not listened to that podcast, you might want to listen to it um, and it's a podcast that I titled um, Finding That Work That Truly Makes You Happy. Finding that work that truly really makes you happy. And um, I was asking a question where someone was asking what career to go for. She was turning between two career paths. And I was talking about why people work. And I said people work for survival. People work for sustenance. People work to show. Um, and people work for status. And I said the last reason why people work is as a service to God. And um, I... I in that podcast, I kind of recommended um, that that if you truly want to be happy, you work, do your work as a service to God. And if you're going to do your work as a service to God, you must be clear what God is telling you to do and who God is telling you to serve. And um, after I did that podcast, um, one of my mentees reached out to me, Dami. And, um, you know, he listens. He always listens to my podcast. And one of the first people to listen to it, and he always asks questions. So um, I enjoy talking to him. I enjoy talking to a lot of my mentees because um, they kind of um, ask questions that make me think further about um, some of my thoughts. And um, so Dami asked the question. It, it wasn't like a question, but it was a concern. He said, "Okay, so service is you knowing what God wants you to do." and doing what he tells you to do, but how do you hear God? You understand? How do I hear God? And he said, um, how do I know when God is speaking as opposed to when my mind is telling me something? So how do I know it's not just my mind telling me stuff? How do I hear God? You understand? And that's a good question. And, um, you know, it, it really made me understand, you know, something about, um, there's, there's a thing I read about expertise. He says, sometimes when you work with the expert, the expert forgets that you are not an expert. So, so when you have an expert teaching you, that's probably when you have professors, people that are academics that are teaching you, um, they kind of forget that you, you, you haven't gone through that long academic line with them too. And so it's very easy for them to kind of forget critical elemental things and explain things to the detail. And so when Dami asked that question, it kind of brought me to, okay, you can't always talk about hearing from God and say, oh, God, let God lead you because some people just don't know how. You understand? They can't tell God's voice from any other voice. And that's where, you know, for me, it's like, okay, I need to go back and um, think about the guy who might not even have a relationship with God. You understand? That is so abstract to him. Hear from God is like you talking in gibberish. Um, so I'm going to try to bring it home here and try to kind of um, explain um, what it is like to hear from God um, because it sounds so spiritual. It is a spiritual experience to hear from God, um, but then it is um, not as um, highfalutin as fancy as people think it is it should be one of the most natural things because god is your creator and you know how um the, the problem with man has always been this our brain 
that tries to complicate a lot of things. But by doing that, it solves problems. Um, so the problem with man has always been the fact that we think. It's our biggest strength, our biggest hindrance. So when you can think as a man, as a human, that um, is in my mind talking to me or is it God? That is something animals don't have to deal with. Animals are very instinctive. And what instinct means is a direct line to God. <laughs> you know, you're not questioning it. You do it because there is a spiritual link telling you to do it. You understand? So a dog doesn't think, why do I bark? It just knows it ought to bark. A fish doesn't think, how am I swimming? It just knows I am swimming. It's instinctive. Um, but human beings, the, the older we grow, the less instinctive we are, the more questioning. And because of that, we get wiser. But because of that also, we question a lot and we kind of um, get more doubtful. And that's why we kind of say, okay, this listening to God must be a very hard thing because I don't see him. You understand? Then we begin to question that. Um, so I'm going to try to explain what for me, hearing from God feels like, what it is to me. And I'm also trying to go to, I'm also going to try to go to this place where I would say why a lot of people find it hard to hear from God and um, experience this thing called hearing from God. So, um, what what do I mean when I when I talk about oh I um, I I heard from God? You understand? Um, what does it mean? Without trying to sound like a spiritual nut, um, what, what 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 do people mean? I can't talk about what people mean. I can talk about what I mean. Um, and I I would say for me my experience of being led by God, a leading. Um, I, and I think the some of it might be the languaging we use about hearing from God because when we say hearing, we are always so focused on our ears and um, what is audible, you understand? So we are focused on sound. And that's the first mistake we kind of make where we kind of restrict a hearing from God to an actual hearing, um, which it could be but a lot of times, for me as a person, it actually isn't a hearing. It's more of a leading. You understand? It's more of a leading. It's more of an internal um, feeling I have. It's more, for me, it's more of a nagging, a nagging thought. And so I, 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 would, I would give this, um, this instance. Um, you see, I talked about how God led me to be a teacher and a mentor and a speaker um, and really draw away from design. Um, it was never really audible per se, you know, not audible. But then what happened was when I started working as a designer, um, doing logos, I did that for almost 20 years, you understand? And um, as I was doing that, I was having a lot of younger designers approach me, telling me how much my work was inspiring them and how much they were learning from me. And um, it got to a place where they started asking me um, questions about their work, about their relationship with clients, about their finances, you know, about their career path um, decisions. And, um, you know, at a point, 
I wasn't really answering their questions because I was so focused on my business, which was working for my clients and delivering work for my clients. So um, I wasn't answering their questions. You understand? So they used to reach out to me on WhatsApp and stuff. And I remember then, um, that was for like 2019, I think from 2018, when people started really watching my YouTube channel, people now started contact, contacting me to talk to their WhatsApp communities. And I used to show up to just talk to people about design and how to make your design better, how to serve your clients better, how to be more profitable as designers. And after the WhatsApp sessions, people will send me messages. And I'll leave these messages on my phone for long, for days, weeks, even months. Because at that point, I was too busy serving my clients and trying to build my business. Now, this is where the leading of God comes in and how I experienced it. And, and you might experience it in a different way. But for the person who, has been, who is kind of experiencing the way I'm experiencing it, I just want to let you know that you might want to think of that as God leading you because that's what me, for me, God leading me. Um, so I, I realized that every time I stayed away from these questions from designers um, and I kept it off for too long, there was always this nagging thought in my mind whenever, when I'm sleeping, it be nagging me. When I'm taking my bath, it's always there. Just answer this. There might just be one person that I've, that I've left hanging. Remember, there were never a barrage of messages, just a few, maybe one or two. And um, just be on my mind. Answer this person. Answer this person. Send this message to this person. Send this message. And I would resist it because like, I don't have any time to spend sending a message to someone clarifying something I've already talked about. I'm like, I'll get to it when I'm done with my work. But then the nagging feeling never went. So for me, a lot of times, God's leading was always a nagging feeling. It was annoyingly nagging. It was silent but loud. I was the only one hearing it, but then it was just there. Waking thought. Maybe the person's name was Olumide. They were like, Olumide. Answer Olumide, answer Olumide's question, answer Olumide's question. And I'll be eating, answer Olumide, and I just feel this burden, burden on my mind about Olumide. I find myself thinking about Olumide more than I'm thinking about my work. And it, Olumide just becomes a major distraction to me doing my work. And because I'm thinking so much about answering Olumide's question, um, I'm unable to focus on my work. It's just there, it's not going, it's persistent, it's there. And then I now decide to answer Olumide. So I send Olumide a message on WhatsApp answering this question. And before I know it, it's like a, a knot has been loosened in my mind. And I'm able to work better for my clients again. I just feel a free flow of my thoughts. My, my sleep is sweeter, is smoother. And um, I just feel some, I feel some freedom. And I think that's where I can. That's the best way I can explain it, the freedom. But that, but now that I think about it, that freedom is actually a sense of happiness. The world just looks like it's for me. It looks more colorful. You understand? I feel more alive, and in my mind, I just feel, hmm. I'm ready for the next Olumide. You understand? It's just a a sense of identity. I feel good about being alive, and. That kept on happening, you know, for, for almost, for over a year, that kept on happening. Uh, but I didn't identify it as God's leading. I just identified it as um, 
trying to get to what I had to do. But it always happened. It was always nagging. And um, at a point, I, I, I realized that that nagging was now about committing more to talking to people. And um, I, I remember I had the same nagging when I, before I started my, my YouTube channel. I, I, and I always talk about how I started my YouTube channel was um, with me and my wife having a conversation uh, about how to make extra income. And she told me about starting the YouTube channel and talking. This was in 2016 or 2017. And I remember I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to start recording content or putting my voice or my face out there. You know, I'm very, I'm, I'm an introvert. You understand? I'm, I'm very, I'm a very private person. I really don't like letting people into my space that much. You understand? I like having discussions, but not once we are done discussion. Don't don't come to my house. You understand that kind of thing? Don't call me. You understand? I I, I loved my space, so me putting myself out there, my house, my face, was just was very uncomfortable, and I didn't want to do it. But then this nagging thing came up again, and it nagged me for for a year from two thousand and seventeen to two thousand and eighteen. It nagged me. I couldn't do, I couldn't focus on anything. I was unhappy. And I didn't really have any reason to be unhappy because my business was going well. I was healthy. My family was fine. But I was unhappy that I wasn't doing that thing that my mind was telling me I am not built to do. Because my mind was telling me, I'm an introvert. You're not meant to be going out there talking to people, that kind of thing. You like your space. But then something within me was saying, you need to go there. So it was a tussle for a year, a big tussle for a year and um it took you know a lot of i just had to surrender because then i realized i was i was unhappy i was unhappy doing regular things that made me happy on a good day like designing you know um getting good client work good commissions you know the thing that should have made me happy i wasn't happy because i was suspending that 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 thing that was coming from within me to do and for me that was the voice of god you understand the voice of god is is a nagging feeling it's a nagging leading that you cannot ignore you cannot nobody else is hearing it but you are hearing it as a matter of fact sometimes at least in my case he sends some people from time to time to just tell you to remind you that um it's not just in your head you can also hear it from the outside so before i started my youtube channel i remember i had a friend um who one morning, you know, just one of those mornings where I just felt, you know, when God was telling me to start my YouTube channel through this nagging feeling and I wasn't doing it, I would sleep and I would wake up tired. You understand? I would sleep for hours, seven hours, and I would wake up tired. You understand? That's one of the signs, you know. You just can't have rest. Is that thing? There's no rest. God, God's leading is so powerful. God is such an incredible force that you rebel against your very essence by not flowing with that force. So for me, I, I was always tired. I would wake up and I would be tired. It wasn't like I wasn't getting enough sleep. And one of those days when I just woke up and I was just tired and just felt unfulfilled, I looked at my phone and I just saw a message from my friend who hadn't sent me a message in a while. And I discussed with him um, this discussion I had with my wife um, about starting this YouTube channel. And this was several months after we discussed. And this was around 5.30, 5 o'clock, 5.30 just couldn't sleep and I just woke up and just saw the message and um, she was like don't forget that YouTube channel thing you told me about some months ago I think it's time to do it 
you know that for me that was just a it's not just going on in my head there are external forces leading me this way too so you know for me god's leading is that nag is that nag it doesn't go away i know a lot of people have this mentality that when god is leading you you don't answer you will find somebody else well i i don't want to argue with that but i i feel god is more persistent than we give him credit for for me he's more persistent he doesn't let me go you understand he doesn't let me go um so i felt that same leading in 2020 when i um have felt strange leading to stop doing design and focus more on answering the Olumi days in my life, you understand? People that had questions. And um, I felt the same. Stop. Stop working with these clients. You've done enough. You've earned enough. Stop it. Nagging feelings. Stop it. Stop it. Commit more to making this content and recording content and talking about your thoughts and answering people's questions. Commit more to it. But then, you know, there was this security I had in being a designer because for me, that was my income. I was like, why would you have me stop this thing that has taken me 20 years to build and I've gotten to this point where people don't even argue price with me anymore? Why would I stop now? Why would I stop now when food is ready? You understand? The only thing left is to put this spoon in my mouth and start gorging myself with this food. Why would I stop now? I remember when I started design and I had to hustle clients. Now I'm not hustling clients. People are calling me on a daily. I'm even having to turn back back clients why would i stop now why but then you know god works in very funny ways and um for me it was a resistance and i resisted 2020 up to 2021 i remember through the whole covid period i was like why am i stopping you understand i'm having business when people cannot go to work why would i put myself in a place where i'm now stopping um you understand so covid covid for me i had a lot of clients at my at my door during covid I'm like, why would I stop now when people are praying for work? Are you telling me to stop to do something that doesn't bring him money? But you see, that's why I believe God is persistent. He nagged and nagged and nagged, for lack of better words, uh, for a better word, um, for me to stop doing this thing. And when I didn't listen, the clients started dropping. They just started disengaging. They started disengaging, telling me, Mm, so that we can't work with you anymore it's too expensive to working with you we can't work with you anymore we're closing down our business we can't work with you anymore we've hired a new younger designer that can stop you know so people clients just started dropping off until i lost all my clients no matter how hard i pushed nobody came calling nobody not even for free work not even for taller can you do free work for me because at the point i would have done free work just to prove that i could still design but the free work wasn't even coming and that nagging feeling, stop doing this design, commit more to doing um, commit more to doing this content creation, mentoring, guiding, you know, people speaking, commit more to doing it. Um, for me, that was a big nag. And I remember, for me, remember I said, there's always the internal, internal voice of God. But then sometimes he just brings, he speaks to some external people. I remember there was a time I was talking with my wife and just kind of advising her about her work. I remember my daughter, she was sitting in the parlor and we were sitting on the dining table after dinner just talking. And she was looking at me. I didn't even know she was looking at me, but after a while she just said, she just said Daddy, I feel this is what you should be doing. I said, what? I feel you, should, I feel, I feel you really should be talking to people. And you know, this, this is my daughter, you know, young how old was she then? Maybe eight or nine, you understand? But then 
she spoke to my soul and I knew it was not her talking to me. It was that nagging feeling that had been nagging me all that while. That was the voice of God. You understand? And that's how God leads you. You understand? God leads you through a nagging feeling. So when God, when, when you hear from God, it's not always audible. It's how you feel on your inside. It's that For me, it's that nagging feeling. For other people, it might be different. But I'm just trying to explain what I mean when I say um, I hear from God. You understand? It's not as abstract as we think. It's not. It's not a. It's not a, um, a teleportation, levitating from your body type kind of thing. Um, no, it isn't. Um, for me, it feels natural. You understand? It's. I. I kind of think it's how a dog feels when it feels it has to bark, or a cat feels it has to meow. You understand? I. It's just natural. It's just. It's just a leading, a push to do something. Um, just like just, just that the difference between me and a dog is that I'm more rational and I'm actually thinking why am I doing this thing unlike the animal that just does it more instinctive um, so for me that's the experience of being led or hearing from God but then I want to go into why some people do not hear from God you understand or are not don't feel led or find it hard to decipher whether they are being led by God or not and um, I think one thing, the first thing I'm going to say is um, a lot of people talk too much. You understand? A lot of people talk too much in this activity called prayer. Um, and I, I feel this is a big reason why people do not hear from God. It's hard to know God's voice if you're not allowing him to talk. You can't know God's voice if you're not allowing him to talk. Um you can't know your friend's voice if you're always the one talking. You know, if you're talkative. And that's what we do a lot during this thing called prayer. We just load God with our needs and our and our expectations of him and hardly take time to listen. And I believe there is a there, there is a place of prayer where you talk, but I believe more of prayer is listening. And a lot of people just don't listen. You understand? They don't listen to during prayer. So when they are praying for five minutes, say five minutes of them ranting. When they are praying for ten minutes, say ten minutes of monologue. You understand? And when they are done talking, they are done praying. You can never know God's voice that way. Um, we need to spend more time listening. You understand? Prayer is more about listening. I think what God has to tell us is way more important than what we have to tell Him. And um, I, I guess, you know, that's one of the hardest things about prayer is that stillness, um, being passive. And a lot of human beings have a problem with passivity. We see it as a negative thing. But with God, passivity is not a negative thing, especially in the place of prayer. Um, you know, when, when you can add, take this position of passivity in prayer, your mind will be still. And then you will you will be able to 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 sense that feeling. And it's a complicated thing. It, 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 it can sound like a pretty complicated thing because remember, we're so used to hearing with our ears and not with our souls. So it sounds complicated, but it's a natural thing. It's an instinctive thing. But, you know, it, you, you, you need to be silent. You understand? If, if you're going to know God's voice, you need to be silent and, and listen out for Him. You understand? You need to. A lot of times what we call our mind 
a lot of what, especially when you have it, when you built a relationship with God, a lot of what we call our mind is God talking to us. You understand? Our mind is what God talk. God has been talking to us from when we were very, very little. But the thing is that we we became came to a point where we became too intelligent. You understand? We became too intelligent for God. And we kind of feel we have a right to this real estate called, called our minds. Um, but God owns it all. You understand? But we try we have, we have a battle to to claim some of it for ourselves. And I I guess in the place of prayer, when you approach God in prayer, the first thing you are doing is God say is saying, God, have the whole thing, the whole nine yards call my mind so i'm going to keep silent as you have everything and and just allow you put a brick or two bricks today and i'm just going to you know just help me to be receptive to know when you put a brick on it you understand um but then what we do when we pray is that we come to god with our bricks in our hands already knowing what we want to lay down so it's very hard to now know when god is talking to us so a lot of us talk too much in prayer and I believe if you if you are really serious about hearing God talking to you and um, knowing when he's leading you, you must keep quiet and you must um, be able to um, take a more passive approach to relating with him, especially in the place of prayer. More passive, not entirely passive, but more passive. You understand? And be more saying what he has to say is more important than what you have to say. What he needs from you is more important than what you need from him. And um, you realize that by by doing that more often, you get used to, oh, this is what it feels like hearing from God. This is this is our method. You begin to know what what your own method of hearing from God is. You understand? Um, so people talk too much. Um, I think the second reason why people find it hard to hear from God is they have too many people feeding them. Too many people feeding them. Too many external voices. And, you know, um, so apart from us talking too much, a lot of us have too many external voices. Um, and that's the problem, especially in this information knowledge age where everybody has a a, ment a mentor too, you understand, and have a an early morning regiment of, especially Christians, of people preachers that they listen to so before they start their day they listen to two or three pictures before they go to bed they listen to while they are driving to work they are listening too many voices and you know it's not it's not bad to have people that you listen to that that clarify things for you but i think you don't want them to be too many you know you don't have, don't have too many cooks you have too many cooks you're not going to know where that stomach came from you understand you're not going to know what to investigate when you're feeling sick um so too many cooks a lot of people have too many cooks they listen to too many people. Um, they have too many shepherds. You need only one shepherd, which is God. You understand? Um, so, when you have too many voices, you're going to find it very hard to actually know when God is talking to you. And I, I remember um, early on, um, it's not early on, but maybe about four years ago, um, I, I, I had a number of preachers I used to listen to almost religiously. Um, some of them are Americans. I used to listen to a lot of um, Rick Warren, Joyce Meyer, and um, Pastor Joseph Prince. And, you know, they, you know, listening to these people almost religiously, um, 
helped me a lot to grow spiritually and answered a lot of questions I had about spirituality and stuff. I loved their style of teaching. However, at a point, I had to cut back. I might say cut back, so I had to cut away totally. No, no, I, I stopped listening to every one of them. Not because their content wasn't good, but then I realized is that, that that same nagging feeling I started to have was you, you, you need to start talking to me directly. You need to start listening to me directly. You need to cut away all these other voices. So not because they were negative. So some the people that are feeding you, I'm not saying they, they are bad influences, but they are they are kind of barriers to you getting the real deal. So it was very hard for me because I was like, oh, so what do I do in the mornings when I wake up now? You understand? I need to start my day on a high and listen to something positive, listen to a preacher. But then it was stopping me from actually getting what God wanted me to do personally. And um, so it was, it was hard. The first few months of just cutting out, listening to external voices, it seemed like my meditation prayer time was boring. It seemed like there was nothing being done. It seemed like there was no exploration. But then something interesting started happening. As I stayed in silence, I realized that a scripture would come to my mind and just begin to unfold itself. And I was like, where did that thought come from? Where did that come from? How did, how did I, I've read this thing for so long. And a lot of times there are no scriptures I was even reading, you know, at the time. Just come out, like, does the Bible really say? And I'll go to Google and it's okay, the Bible does say this. Oh, I remember the scripture. But then just, a light just comes to it. You understand? By being silent and not listening to all those external voices to usher me into God's presence, you know, in quote. It was like God just showing up himself and just explaining some things and relating it to real life. All these things felt like my thoughts, but I knew they were not my thoughts because um, there, was, there was nothing I could put together to, you know, to say um, I'd read this book. No, 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 no. They were, they, were just, they were just raw knowledge. And, you know, that only came by reducing the dial of external voices. So, so we have too many external voices. You understand? Too many external voices you listen to religiously that you don't know what God is telling you personally anymore. You understand? So it's not like God is not talking. It's just like he's having to talk over too many people. You understand? So um, that's one of the reasons. Too many external voices. You can't have too many people feeding you. Then you will not know who your master is anymore. I don't let anybody feed my dog apart from me and my wife. You understand? I, I, I don't let it. So when I have neighbors start feeding my dogs, I, I try to tell them, please don't feed the dogs. It's not like I don't trust them but I don't want to confuse the dogs. I want the dogs to know who owns them. You understand? Who their master is, who they should listen to, me or my wife. You understand? Um, so, and that's very important, even for you as a human being. You you can't eat from too many feeding troughs. You know, you can't. You understand? You need to know who is feeding you and um, sometimes you can have dessert from people, but never the main meal. God has a lot to tell you directly. Um... So that's the second reason why people don't hear from God. Um, the third reason why I feel people don't hear from God is people expect the spectacular. Um, so they're like, you know, notice how we think about God and how the media has painted God. So an interaction with God, when you watch it on TV, when someone in Hollywood should portray it, it's always spectacular. Um, so, you know, we, we exp and when we read the Bible too, and that's one of the things about um, when you read the Old 
Testament Bible and people's encounters with God were always spectacular. So God would appear in form of an angel, in form of a blazing light, in form of a burning bush, in form of an animal talking, you understand? So all those things were spectacular, sensational things. Um, but then I dare to say that the most sensational thing God had done was not God 1.0, which we read a lot in the Bible, especially the Old Testament. The, the most spectacular thing is God 2.0, as I like to call it. That is God within you. And people do not see how spectacular it, that is for God to be able to talk from your inside through something called the Holy Spirit, which only you can have if you have a relationship with God. Um, so this whole thing we're talking about, hearing from God, is actually impossible if you don't have a relationship with god it's impossible you understand actually impossible is like a phone working without a sim in it. it can be a beautiful phone and stuff like that but they're just you just can't make calls without that sim in it so the holy spirit is the sim that allows you to be able to talk to god the silence the exclusivity the network that you need you understand but then everybody needs that sim to start off with um so the spectacular. You must know that the most spectacular thing is God talking from your inside. Not God showing up as a uh, blazing light on the outside or like an angel. No. Um, I think we look for spectacular too much and then we miss out on God talking from within us. So we need to get out of that um, spectacular Hollywood mindset of um, how God talks to us and um, begin to understand that God is can can be and most times is in that still silent voice not in that spectacular showing up in the earthquake in the strong wind and the fire type kind of thing that can happen but most of the time the most spectacular thing is that God can talk to you from the inside you understand that that's the that that's, that that's what we should look out for. You understand? That's what's really spectacular. That God, in his awesomeness, in his might, can live on your inside, can talk from your inside, can possess you. You understand? So, um, yeah, a lot of people look for the spectacular. And that's why they say, if it's not in the fire, it, it, that my mind eh, cannot be God. You understand? That, that mind of mine, it can't be God. It's too small, but that's how God works. You know, in the in the smallness of your mind, it decides to use the smallness of your mind as a means of talking to you rather than using a, a, a hurricane or a tornado. You understand? He wants to use your mind. You understand? So that that in, that in itself shows God's awesomeness. Um, so stop looking for the spectacular and trust the fact that God can use a small thing, seemingly small thing, like your mind, you understand, to be a vessel through which he can talk to you. Um, and I think the last thing I, I want to talk about is why people don't hear from God is is the fact that a lot of us are not surrendered. We are not surrendered, so a lot of people say we don't talk, we don't hear from God, and um, but the truth is that we are not surrendered. We are too ambitious. We already have a fixed, rigid way in uh, of how things should work and what the outcome of things should be. So there's no accommodation for God in the first place. So how do you hear God talking to you, telling you, like he told me, to be a speaker when you are so rigid about being a designer? You understand? Your mind has no space for any conversation or any thought 
other than your ambition to be what you want to be. You understand? So a lot of us, it's us getting in our own way, our sense of ambition. I have to be this thing. I have to live in this kind of house. I have to have this kind of job, pay me this kind of salary. So if your mind is, and that's what we call a closed mind, a lot of times an ambitious mind is a closed mind. Although the world today celebrates ambition, I see it as the reason why a lot of people are unhappy. You understand? Because then the mind is closed to anything outside of what the mind wants. And then how do you hear from God? So people say, don't hear from God. No, it's not a matter of not hearing from God. It's just a matter of not even willing to listen to God. So in theory, you're like, oh, this God is not speaking to me. But in reality, you don't want any other, other person's voice but your voice. You understand? So in the, in the end, your mind is not open to God. And so you cannot hear from God. You understand? You're too full of yourself and your plans and your ambition. You understand to even accommodate any form of leading from God, and that's why people say they don't hear from God. Um, so those are the, those are the reasons why I feel people don't hear from God. Talk too much, um, too many people feeding you, um, expecting the spectacular, and um, not surrendered. I think there might be a fifth, fifth one I, I, I would I would add in there that just coming to my mind, um, and and that is not having the courage. Some people, you do know that God is speaking to you. You know. You know. Not that you don't hear from him. You just don't have the courage. Um, and I experienced that too many times as a teacher, as a mentor. A lot of people say they don't have clarity when in reality what they don't have is courage. A lot of people don't have courage. They have clarity. They just they just feel... Um, they, they blame their lack of courage on a lack of clarity. Um, it's very hard for a human being to say, I am scared. I'm scared of this path that I know this inner voice is leading me down. So it's easier for me to say I don't understand than to say I, I'm scared. So a lot, of people, a lot of people come to me asking for clarity. Most of the time I find myself telling them to be courageous of what they already know they should do. Um, so, so for some people it's not about hearing from God, it's about trusting God. You understand? When they don't trust God, um, they kind of say, I, I can't hear you. You understand? Um, but God, you know, God cannot be mocked. Um, I, I I really hope that if you are one person right now, you, you are clear, but you're not courageous. The first step to courage is to admitting that you're not courageous and just saying, God, give me courage. You understand? That should be your prayer. Not God, I'm not clear because that's not true. You understand? Just say, God, give me courage. I'm hearing from you. I know that this is you, and not my restless mind. I know. I know this is you. You understand? And when you can say that, you God will begin to fill you with courage. But yeah, those are my um, thoughts um, on hearing from God, um, and that's that has been my experience on how to hear from God. Um, yeah, if you have any experience you want to share with me, um, you want to reach out to me. Any questions, feel free to reach out to me on WhatsApp. Um, so my WhatsApp number is plus 234-80232-66249. So plus 234-80232-66249. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you. All right, have a great day, guys.